0: what's up you guys sean ross dot fightful.com here with a name you know you've known him for the past 30 something years it's pco he's going to be in action at ring of honors final battle this friday you can check it out on fight tv go check it out our our good friends over at fight he'll be taking on the foundation Jay lethal and jonathan gresham gresham pulling double duty and pco is teaming with mark briscoe pco how you doing I am great.
2: What about you, Sean?
0: I am doing wonderful. I mean we're, we're gonna see you in tag team action this Friday. Uh yeah. Mark Mark is a little bit different than Jacques Rougeau, isn't he?
2: Yeah, I think it fits myself much better than Jacques. No, not not to discredit Jacques, but I think uh with uh the French Canadian Frankenstein, you know, the monster, the craziness, the the eye risk-taking, you know, guy that I am. Uh, with Mark Briscoe, who's very similar to my style, I think both style can mesh pretty well together. So um, I wouldn't mind to have Mark Briscoe as a partner for a while. You know, it's, uh, I really uh, admire uh, his work and uh, his hard work and the fact that he put his body on the line Night after night no matter what, and no matter if he's got a little injury or no injury or a big injury, he's he's always hundred and ten percent, you know. So uh I think the the combo PCO Briscoe Mark is pretty good. I like that.
0: Ring of Honor Final Battle, a really good card. You mentioned Jonathan Gresham pulling double duty. Uh March brother Jay, we don't quite know what he's gonna be doing there yet, but we'll find out during the show. But you've been with ROH for a couple of years now. How are you liking that so far? Because I know you had some options going into your ROH uh, signing.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, I'm very, very happy of uh, the choices I've made and to stay with ROH because uh, I mean, they've been taking care of us like very, you know, such a professional way uh, during the pandemic. And I, not, I don't know if the other companies are as good as ROH is, but uh, their priority was the health of everybody. And then uh, after one, they could like secure that everybody was going to be healthy while doing our job. Uh, we have a very uh, you know um, secure bubble as well when we do go to work. So, if you test starting from home, you got your first first test, and you're positive, you can't go into the meeting with the other guys and the rest of the roster. And then you got the test, the COVID test, every day while you're there. Plus, wearing the mask, plus the distance, the two meters or six feet distance, and things like that. So, uh, extra precautious and. Uh, and I think the setup is awesome also. And uh yeah, so it's 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 hard to say, you know, because I don't know there was a lot of plans for two thousand and twenty for Ring of Honor that we couldn't do because of the pandemic. But we've been handling the pandemic in a such a professional way and with a different product than everyone else. We don't have the a fake crowd or just a little bit of a crowd or, you know, like crowds spread out all over, which I, I think, you know, to have a bunch of TVs or to have like people just spread out here and there, I think I'd rather have what we do have, which is like very similar to the NHL product when they did the playoff, you know, the big giant screen, uh, the reduced error around the ring. And, um, uh, and then you hear all the, you know, the chops or the breeding or this and that. and You you know, you get the feel that what it is to wrestle in front of nobody. And I think uh, it looks very much like a, you know, we got the time of the match. We got, you know, a lot of different uh, aspects. And it was a good time to go back to the roots of ROH where, we introduced the pure title back. I think the timing was perfect for that.
0: With your kind of style, does does it affect you to wrestle without people, like feeding off the crowd whenever you do something that's kind of wild? I,
2: I, 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 perf- I perform the same way that I would if it was sold out. So for me, it doesn't change anything. It does change something because I'd like to feed off of the reaction of the crowd and the cheers and, and all that so that's very hard to to uh, adjust uh in that the way that you know we we do wrestle I feel it's more mechanical you know it's less uh, interactive cuz let's say you you throw a big comeback usually if as long as you got the crowd going you know you can stretch out a comeback it doesn't have to be static as you know yeah. let's say you would call something it doesn't have to be you know you can stretch it you can play with the crowd you can have different things now so that's that's missing the, the interaction with the crowd and every year
0: every year around this time it's it seems like it's like contract season for a lot of people and i remember you talking about this about a year ago do you still have time on that deal or is it coming up soon and is it almost no, negotiation I, time
2: no, I'm already, uh, I signed last year uh, an extension for two years, oh, nice. uh, exclusive exclusive to ROH. Uh, so my contract will be ending up uh, on December 1st, uh, 2021. So i got about 11 months because, uh, yeah, it started December 1st. So my last year started December 1st. So, uh, yeah, I've got about 11 months to go. Uh, so I guess... Around uh, the summer or August, September, that will be a hot time. <laughs> I think that will be where, where we're making, making decisions uh, on both sides of the equation. It's going to be uh, see where we at when we get there. It's hard to, to predict anything right now.
0: So, are you, you still see it, seeming like you're going to keep it going? You're not going to slow down at all?
2: No, 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 no. I, I, there's there's so on so much unachieved things. I, I I gotta keep going because uh, I got, I got goals that I didn't achieve, and uh, I'm gonna tell you like this. You know, I'm, I'm super happy that I reached one of my goals that was to become a a world champion with a major organization, which was their ROH, you know. But I'm not happy with. Uh, with, uh, I'm going to put it in this words, and that's me talking, that's got nothing to do with ROH, but the way I envisioned this uh, title run uh, when I was a kid, when I was 14, uh, huge gates and huge breakout pay-per-view numbers came with it, you know? So it was not just becoming a world champion, but it was also to uh, impact the business in a way uh, a little bit like uh, Hogan or NWO or Steve Austin did, you know, just just didn't want to be just a champion that just pops out, you know, for a few months.
0: Could you see yourself getting into producing or agenting and helping, helping uh, wrestlers like that after your career is over?
2: Mostly I'd like to achieve what I want to achieve Mm -hmm. uh, in the business. And I don't say no to those things, but I'd like to go out and write a book and what are the steps you know, not, not the seven steps, but when I say what are the steps, what's, what my journey was, what I've learned when I was 18, 16, what I've learned when I was 20, what made me become who I became, you know, at 50 because of the the, the, the lessons that I've learned and I look at myself in the mirror and taking full ownership for, for, for every decision, for every move that I made and not blaming it on the others and not trying to find who was guilty of what and just, just being fully responsible for everything, you know. I think that that's the process that made me achieve what I did. But uh, since then, I have, like, uh, discipline, triple discipline, and quadruple discipline on so many other aspects of my life. So I'm expecting uh, a larger uh, result eventually. I, I, I don't think... I, I don't think it it could be uh, something less because uh, I feel like I'm improving uh every day so yeah so uh being agent or producing or being part of a booking comedy or to enough idea it might be an option but you know I'd like to write a book too and to really help out a lot of uh athletes whatever it's their uh Let's say with someone would be drafted and then pop out the way it was supposed to pop, and like I like a guy like that to read my book and to help him out, uh, you know, reorient his career and his focus. And then, are you really willing to pay the price and to put the efforts that uh, you need to put in, and stop blaming all the circumstances around you and uh, the environment for your failures and uh, look at the, uh, yourself in the mirror and just from there, uh, go love the sleeve and go for it.
0: I'm really interested to see if you have heard about this new Mountie story that has emerged this week where Nick Dinsmore says that he ribbed Kevin Owens when he showed up in WWE and he said, oh, they're going to make you the new Mountie. And he said that to Kevin Owens because he found out that Kevin worked with Jacques a little bit, and they do not get along. Apparently,
2: they they, they don't like each other at all. By the way, I, I talked to Ke- I
0: talked to Kevin today, and I told him I was going to interview you. He told me to tell you hi. Okay. <laughs> good.
2: good. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in touch. Sometimes we text each other uh, here and there. And uh, the last time that we we text, I think it was something about. Jean-Pierre Lafitte or the Mountie, or I think he came out, you know, it was that pay-per-view when he came out with uh, an eye patch and he was uh, kind of ribbing uh, Seth Rollins about, you, you know, I know a pirate, Jean-Pierre Lafitte. And, yes. Uh, and I threw a big fit, you know, uh, on social media about it. And uh, so he was wondering if I was mad at him. Was, no, I'm not mad at you, it's just, it's just the whole thing, you know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> Then, then the, the following day, like that was a Monday and the, the on NXT, they had the Mounties coming out. Dude. Yes. So it was like, I don't know, like it was just weird. And uh, so I I can see oh, <laughs> Kevin too. Yeah, I can see. Uh, I don't know if he would do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would be good at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he could pull off about anything if he yeah, wanted it to. He would,
2: would pull it off good, but I I don't think uh anyway, they can they cannot do it because uh it's over with as as far as the Mountie name. Yeah. Uh, it it's uh it's a trademark and Vince can't use that name anymore.
0: When you see people like Kevin Owens mention you on TV and you see Brizongo very clearly influenced by you how does that feel, considering that you are still wrestling at a very high level yourself? Well,
2: that was pretty good also. What I really like about Kevin is when I uh, became the uh, Ring of Honor world champion, and he texted me and said, it was about time that you grabbed that title. You should have gotten it uh, last year. So it uh, uh, made me feel pretty good about the whole thing. And uh, But I had a tremendous year in 2018 during my indie year uh full year of 2018 was nothing but just you know main events after main events all over the country and for every major like indie promotions PWG or beyond or uh, black Label pro or even I got contacted by AW like so many companies like in Texas, Atlanta, everywhere. Uh, Canada, United States, Germany, England. I was like Working on top, all over the place, and uh, I was I was wrestling like those guys that you see now, Walter, uh, Dragunov, um, and Riddle, all those guys, you know. So uh, it was it's just uh, it's just cool, you know. It's it's, it's uh, I really appreciate. It. I'm very grateful to it, but uh, I've just been like. Uh, Working my ass off, you know. Basically, uh, I don't go out, I don't drink, uh, I go to bed early, I get up early. Uh, you know, I do a lot of things and to uh, to be able to to perform at, a, at the highest level that I can perform, and just to throw out some uh, trying to throw out some amazing performances uh, every time I have the chance to to get in the ring.
0: Did WWE ever contact you during that period? Because I know you had interest from a lot of other companies.
2: Yeah, every other company uh, contacted me, had a long talk with uh, Steven Regal at uh, BOLA. Uh, I, I, it was, that was weird because we're friends too, being Regal. So it's like we, we've wrestled in Germany together, we wrestled in England together, and then he was scouting talents at BOLA came up to me. We talked for a yeah. while, but it was like he never came with a solid proposition or a solid offer. Uh, I don't know if he was there for me to ask for something, but in my mind, <clears throat> uh, at BOLA, at that stage, I didn't want to go to WWE. So uh, it was going to be either AEW or or Ring of Honor but then everything got confused for me because as I was talking to Cody and talking to the Bucks and talking to Marty I thought that they were I didn't know that Marty had another year left on his contract with Ring of Honor so I was really thinking that I was talking always to the same group of people Mm -hmm. but in fact I was talking to (laughs) a different group of people which was kind of weird were there a lot of nobody really smart me up until until the split was was made up you know
0: were there a lot of people surprised at ring of honor that marty stayed and did not go to aew
2: yeah i i don't know and to be honest with you i don't know if he had a year left on his contract i'm thinking that he had a year on on his contract and that's one of the reasons why he had to stay there but um uh, when you re-sign with Ring of Honor, I think people were surprised to, you know, uh, they, they thought that he would really go and join join his friends because I think he's still pretty good friends with them. Like, I think he talks to them, like, all the time. So, uh, but yeah, but I think it was a cool, I remember my first night, and I will always remember when me and Brody King were introduced as Villain Enterprise with Marty. I think uh, it was in Philly, and it was pretty crazy. And I see that that, that gift all the time, <laughs> and and uh, it it had been like one of the greatest action in pro wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, we, we really uh, we, we, we we pulled it out. Like we we had like a great chemistry between the three of us, so that was great. It's it's. It, uh, It's a new adventure now.
0: Reminder, guys, final battle on Friday. PCO is in action. As we wrap up, I like to do a segment where I I, I put some positive wrestling news out there. I ask people to say nice things about some of their fellow wrestlers. So I'll, I'll mention some just random names from maybe the last 25 years, and you maybe say some nice things about them. Yeah, I will. How about some people that you worked with in WCW public enemy
2: well I uh, always had like uh, I think we'll, we always had like great matches together I don't know what they became today but I've got just good things to say about them how about we, we did great
0: how about Harlem Heat another team in that really really good tag team division oh man
2: man, man. CV Ray is one of my best uh I wouldn't say my best friend but my time in WCW, Stevie Ray was probably the guy that I got along the best with. You know, I really, and then I went to a couple of foreign tours with him, and he's just a great dude. Uh, it was great in the ring. There, Booker is so talented, but I just got along. I got along great with Booker as well, uh, but I just ended off like. Uh, on a more of a personal, you know, note with with his brother, but they're they're both just positive, just positive, and, and like probably one of the best tag team ever to perform, you know, in pro wrestling.
0: How about Tommy Dreamer? I know that you, I believe that you worked him in a match uh, in like 2007, a WWF match. Our WDB match. yeah,
2: oh, no, he was cool. Uh, yeah, he was part of one of my tryouts. He was also, uh, when I got hired for a little while by ECW, he was behind, you know, he was one of the producer or the guy that helped out for me to, you know, when I had, I had like a championship match there against Justin Credible, uh, with him and Rhino, and um, uh, and uh. I worked in a few times or no, we were together in MLW this year, 2018. Uh, I might've been involved in one match in 2018 with him, but uh just positive things about Tommy, just uh, the innovator of violence.
0: How about Paul Heyman? Since you did go into ECW for that brief yeah. period.
2: You know what? So it's, it's, it's cool. that you mention that, but um, even if the Paul, who, Houd- uh if you hear the Sabu stories and a bunch of guys R V D how much money he owed to everybody. Like I've worked like not a lot of times for him, but he was uh going bankrupt, like closed down the company and whatever. And I got a check from from Paul Heeman, a personal check of two hundred and fifty dollars. And I opened up the envelope and see, oh I don't think he had the reputation to send out extra money after shows or whatever. So I never understood that, but that really struck me hard. And then, uh, in a way that I didn't never expected that. And, uh, for me, that's why I always like kind of respected him, you know, <laughs> he was cool.
0: Reminder guys, check out final battle. We will be covering it at fightful.com PCO. Thank you so much for taking the time
2: oh it was a pleasure man
0: yeah i hope to talk to you again i could talk to you all day about this stuff we need to talk again
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we will until next
0: time guys we're out
1: say goodbye